All right, what up, good people? You know who it is and what it is. I am Mr. Dark Eye. You tuned in to the Mr. Dark Eye podcast right here on Anchor FM, New Soul Music Radio, the home of motivation to trust God and live your dreams. Big shout out to my sponsors, the Super Icy Brothers Premium Frozen Dessert Shop, located in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and Pineville, North Carolina. Please visit their website at supericybrothers.com for more information. And when you go by, make sure you tell them Dark Eye sent you. Today in the building, I got Rock Hill's on. Are you from Rock Hill? Yeah, man. Okay, I just want to make sure, man, because some people be like, I ain't even from Rock Hill. You know, they be telling me they from Columbia and somewhere like that or whatever. You know, <laughs> their backgrounds be throwing me out. I'd be like, I thought you was Rock Hill. Born and raised. Rock here, born and raised. Born and raised. I got Antonio Michael in the building. What's up, man? Yeah, how you doing, man? I'm wonderful, man. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Rain like crazy yesterday. Was you out there in that rain? No, man. I wasn't out there in that rain, but I enjoyed the weather afterwards, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I don't like to be out in the rain if I can help it. You know what I'm saying? But yesterday, I had to be out there in it. But it's all to the good, man. We need the rain, though. You know, rain for the seeds, the souls. Man, so what you been up to lately, man? Yeah, been well, busy. Yeah, been very busy. I, I, I just want to, you know, just kind of give folks a, a introduction, an introduction yeah. of myself. Uh, oh I'm yeah, Antonio. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm Antonio Michael, uh, a native of Rock Hill, uh, born and raised, uh, mm-hmm. a Rock Hill high graduate. Uh, always a back, uh, once a back cat, always a back cat. Oh Lord, wait, wait, we got a conflict right there, brother, because yeah. I'm Northwestern, yeah. I'm a Trojan up in here, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I want to, I, I just basically want to, you know, yeah. get that out there. Oh yeah, yeah, former educator as well. Uh, so you, so you used to teach. Yeah, I used to teach. I used to teach at uh, Clinton College. Okay. Uh, yeah, I taught at Clinton College. Um, uh, the computer classes down there. Okay. Uh, for a little bit, that kind of, uh, I guess, springboarded me into uh, a lot of the things that I'm, you know, into now. Absolutely, absolutely. Being a community leader, um, you know, helping out with a lot of different things in Rock Hill. So. What are what are some of the projects that uh, that you're working on right now in Rock Hill? Well, uh, one of the main projects that I'm working on right now is uh, my involvement with the Clinton Connection, of course, mm-hmm. uh, the Clinton Connection Action Plan, and keeping that in the forefront in the community. Um, so, uh, working with uh, Tady and Page, um, yeah. John Johnson, um, Dr. Uh, Dr. Lester McCorn, uh, we are working our uh, uh, different spaces, but we. It's, it's still one goal, and that's uh, you know, Rock Hill for all uh, for all of us. Mm-hmm. Know, and that includes uh, the communities on the on the south side of Rock Hill, and that's what the the Clinton Connection Action Plan is all about. Absolutely. So we so that's more so uh, trying to um, take some land and get the community involved with that and helping develop. Uh, on the south side of Rock Hill. Well, it's, it's that's that's one piece of it. Is is the, the the community land trust piece in regards to you know, like affordable housing. But there are some other aspects in regards to the Clinton Connection Action Plan as to you know improving our parks um, on the on the south side of Rock Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a, a situation to where addressing our our food our food desert situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, one of the projects that's a part of the the action plan is a, a grocery store initiative uh-huh. and then with the improvements of our parks you know we got that underway with a lot of the improvements that's going on with uh with carol park there's some improvements that's happened at carol park and, and improvements are currently uh, going on at carol park and then we have him at scott where the playground area has uh, received an uplift when it comes to playground equipment uh-huh. so there's 
all the playground equipment in the Scott in the park area um, that has uh, that have been replaced in a new picnic shelter. Uh-huh. Uh, so there's a lot of different moving parts uh, that's a part of the Clint Connection Action Plan. That even though the plan has been approved by city councils in place, um, and you know we're not, uh, I guess you could say, you know, pushing it uh, as 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 hard as as hard as we used to and in the past we're still you know working behind the scenes to make sure uh that the plan keeps moving things keep um, getting done um we have a a press conference that's coming up on june the 9th in regards to the old win dixie space okay um off of uh saluda and heckle uh, that the, the, the demolition is going to be occurring pretty soon in regards to that space to where um, there's going to be uh, a kind of a mixed kind of a mixed uh, development type uh, project that's going to be going on fairly soon. That's a part of the, the Clint Connection Action Plan as well. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot of things that's um, that's moving and it's and, and, and being implemented. So mm-hmm. I'm proud of the progress that's uh, that that's been happening so far. Absolutely. Now there is there's a um, a plan in place for the um, area over on on Saluda over there by the behind the Burger King. Yeah, that's correct. That's the that's the project that I was mentioning. Um, that the press conference on June the 9th That's going to okay, talk. Okay, so that's what that's yeah, about. Okay, it's going to talk more. Uh, basically, the the kickstart the 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 work of that project and of course that that land is going to have to be cleared and mm-hmm. um that's that's one of the projects that's a part of the action plan okay it, uh, I, I believe i saw something that said that the extension of it is going to be like a work play um type of yeah, environment well, yeah well it's like a the the whole i guess you could say the the theme of it is uh live work and play yeah correct and um of course we all agree that if if there's going to be a rock hill for all, you know, we mm-hmm. we've all heard that before. If right. there's going to be a rock hill for all, then you know the neighborhoods on in South Rock Hill. And when I say the neighborhoods of South Rock Hill, I'm referring to Crawford Road. I'm referring to um, Sunset Park, uh, Flint Hill, uh, College Downs, and, and a lot of the neighborhoods that's off of Saluda Street. If there's going to be a rock hill for all, then those neighborhoods need to be included in that. Mm-hmm. And we we make sure that we make sure that that stays the, right. the focus of attention because we we deserve everything that all of the other areas in Rock Hill um, mm-hmm. is receiving and you know our neighborhood shouldn't be um, excluded from that. Okay, now for for those that's listening and they um, interested or or uh, want to learn more about like community land trust um, and how they can get involved. Um, you know, is that something they can still get involved with when it comes down to Clinton College Connection? Yeah, well, that's something they can get involved with. And we currently have a website. It's uh, uh, www.clintonconnection.com. Mm-hmm. And that connection is with an X. If you go to the, our website, it has the, the action plan. It talks about the, you know, the different projects that's a part of the action plan. And it also has um, information in regards to how you can get involved, learn more about the land trust piece of it. But also, too, just learn more about, you know, the action plan in itself. It's it's, it's a lot more pieces to it other than just um, in, improving parks and, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting Emmett Scott to where it needs to be. It also talks about uh, the, the, the Clinton College Beacon Center and mm-hmm. a lot of the 
the the great work that that Dr. McCoy is spearheading on campus in regards to Clint Connection. It talks about uh, what uh, the the Bell Initiative and what uh, Don Johnson and Tatian is is trying to trying to do with Bell mm-hmm. in regards to their project that's a part of um, the the Clint Connection Action Plan. Um, it also talks about. Uh, a lot of the issues that need to be addressed in our community when it comes to um, stormwater and infrastructure. So it's a community-led um, initiative, uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, want, I want folks to understand that it's not something that, you know, uh, the, 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 this is a partnership that the, that, that the city is involved in, but we've listened to the community mm-hmm. on this, and that's what drove the creation of that plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right now in in the community, when it comes down to you know affordable housing and um, just the conditions of, of of different neighborhoods and things of that nature, what what are some of the feedback that y'all getting from the community itself? Like, do y'all hear these thoughts and opinions from the actual community? Do y'all get an opportunity for them to come in and express how they feel about? Um, you know, what changes that they want to see and what they want when it comes down to these plans? Yeah, um, we've had, you know, one-on-ones. We've had, you know, group discussions with, you know, I I refer to them as stakeholders in the community Mm -hmm. um, in regards to what they would like to see. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and and, and affordable housing was basically number one on the list, Mm -hmm. you know, in regards to, a lot of folks wanting to be able to stay within the community that they love or stay within the community that they grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, so affordable housing along with um, job opportunities, you know, that was up there along with education. So we listened to the the community, mm-hmm. you know, in regards to, you know, what they would like, what they would like to see. And, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately with affordable housing, that's not something that you can just, you know, snap your finger right, right. You know, and make it happen. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's resources out there that can be utilized in regards to, um, to, to, to making those opportunities more accessible in the community. And basically, you know, hats off to, you know, Habitat for Humanity of York County, mm-hmm. um, Tim Veek and, and, and Stephanie Barnett and, 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 and their staff, because, you know, they spearheaded, in my opinion, a lot of the affordable housing opportunities that we have seen in our community and specifically the Crawford Road area uh, where they put their their imprint on um, in regards to affordable housing and just overall improving, you know, the quality of life for um, the residents there. Absolutely. Um, you know, just speaking of the community, uh, you know, I, I noticed that you said that one of your or two of your uh, uh, favorite quotes is from Dr. Cornell West, where you said um, you can't lead the people if you don't love the people and you can't save the people if you don't serve the people. Mm-hmm. That's something you live by on a daily basis. Well, I mean, that's 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 a part of, you know, leadership. I, yeah. I understand that a, a lot of folks in the community recognize me or they, they look to me as a leader, as a community yeah. leader. And a part of leadership is serving. Yeah. And you can't say that you're for the community if you don't love the community and love the people that's a part of the community. Mm-hmm. And it and it reflects in, you know, in how you move and mm-hmm. it reflects, you know, in the decisions that you make, you know, on behalf of, of the community. Because I, I sit at a, you know, I'll sit at a lot of tables and understand that, you know, I'm not here just 
just for myself. Right. I'm here on behalf of the community. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I I think the you know those um you know really like those situations where you got people in the community that's stepping up and looking um to serve the community and you got people that's that's got these concerns and these different things you know they're thinking about and what they feel and see because a lot of times when you live in the community day to day and you you're there and you got somebody that's coming in that may or may not necessarily be from your community and trying to serve it and lead it. And they don't always understand and know what's going on. That's why I said something about, you know, the communication between leaders and the community where they can always understand and know what's going on. And I, sometimes I think that'd be the biggest problem, you know, just the miscommunication of what they feel and what they know every day, waking up in those conditions and environment. And, um, like I say, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't lead them if you don't love them. And, you know, and I really do uh, understand that that's, that's something that a lot of leaders don't understand or, or maybe not even recognize or realize that that's, that's a part of it. Like you got to care. Yeah. It's, it's, it's servant leadership. Yeah. It's basically what it is. I mean, if you, if you don't have the heart to to serve, in my opinion, then it's going to be impossible to lead. Yeah, and you know you you got to have that servant leadership in order to be able to lead effectively. Absolutely, I totally one hundred percent agree. Um, for for a lot of us though, um, you know, it's been years, and I know a lot of people has stepped up and and talked about this when it comes to City Rock here with utility bills and, the, and things of that nature or whatever. Mm-hmm. What, what's your, what's your take on, 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 on those um, issues? As far as the, uh, like, like utilities the, and stuff like, like that. The, Cause that's been something that's been going on for yeah, a while. You, the, the utility bill situation. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, it's not one silver bullet in my opinion. That's right. gonna, you know, that's gonna pretty much, um, you know, solve the problem. You know, every everybody is going to have a, a different solution that's going to, you know, that's going to solve that's going to solve that situation. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think what most people got to understand in regards to to the city of Rock Hill, um, you know, a, a part of the business of the city is is basically a utility outfit, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to figure out. Or have to figure out ways to, you know, to bring in revenue and to, um, you know, to be as profitable as they possibly as they possibly can. Um, I think in regards to um, individuals that, you know, they have issues with their utility bills. It's just several different layers on that. Mm-hmm. If it's a situation to where, um, you know, you just you just basically have you know issues and questions. I would encourage them to uh, to reach out to you know their city council representative, mm-hmm. you know to get a to get an understanding in regards to you know what are my options in regards to resources in regards to solutions, you know things of that nature, and then you know basically you know basically go from there. And as far as getting the you know the the help that they they need, yeah, I know because I uh, I remember at one point in time I don't know. If- you know, a lot of churches used to do this and get involved with helping you assist with uh, um, people with utility bills and um, you know some other resources out there that assist with those things as well. Yeah, because there's there's resources out there. That's why I said it's several different layers because mm-hmm. it could come down to 
Um, it could come down to something as simple. We're going into the summertime right now. We haven't hit the, you know, the the full brunt of the of summer as far as the, the high temperatures, but it's coming. Um, there's, you know, getting your your your, uh, your HVAC unit um, mm-hmm. service in mm-hmm. regards to making sure that it has the, you know, appropriate uh, appropriate level of of coolant to be able to cool your home. Um, you know, possibly that the ther- your thermostat need to be, you know, serviced or replaced. So there's a number of things that um, that could possibly be done in, re- in regards to, you know, a- addressing your uh, whether your utility bill is too high and need, you know, need to re- to-, to regulate the cost on, on your bill. Mm-hmm. There's a number of things. There's a number of resources um, that that the city has. Um, you know, COVID funds. I'm not sure. If the city still has COVID funds that can help with um, assistance in regards to your utilities, um, but there are some options out there that you can, you know, basically start with uh, you know, reaching out to your local city council representative mm-hmm. and basically guiding you in the right direction on, you know, how you can uh, address those issues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just go, uh, going back to uh, uh, Emma Scott McGurr Auditorium, I know you said something about there's some projects that's being. Um, you know, talked about and, you know, and got some plans for the, for that, for the center over there. Cause I grew up where I, you know, um, spent a lot of time over there growing up as a kid. Um, I remember back in the day, it was just, um, it was a place for me as a kid, man. It was just, you know, a, where you can just go and just have fun and just, you know, do a lot of different things, a lot of the activities and things of that nature over there. It was always something going on. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is that the plan to kind of bring back that? Is it, or, or is that still? Because I haven't been over there in a while, so I don't know mm-hmm. if they still like really you know have things over there for kids mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Now, is that something that's going on now? Or is that the plan to bring stuff like that back over there? Well, the the activities for the kids that that hasn't gone away, and I'm I'm the chairperson of the Emma Scott Advisory Board or committee. So um, I see a lot of things firsthand that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hear the I, I hear folks concerns that say, well, the, you know, the activities are not there for the kids. Well, the activities are there for the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, in regards to uh, us as advisory board, we we want to make sure that, you know, Emmett Scott is a center, a resource center, not just recognized for just, you know, recreation and sports, but we want it to be a center that's um, provides opportunities for everyone to be able to, to come over and enjoy. So mm-hmm. uh, we make sure that, you know, activities um, stay in place for the, the kids. You know, we have Zumba activities as far as, um, you know, for exercising. Um, and the computer lab is there for folks to be able to utilize. Um, Alonzo Lumpkin is doing a great job with the, the, yeah. the Rock Hill mm-hmm. uh, Boxing Club that's there. And uh, Jonathan Nazir is getting the, the community guard with Victory uh, Victory Gardens um, off the ground. And it seems like it's, it's, it's going pretty well. And a lot of the seniors in the community have, have taken a liking to it. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a, 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 a nice walking trail that's behind the that's behind the center. Mm-hmm. Uh, we received some feedback from um, some of the ladies that you know that that walk the uh, the trail pretty often, and you know had some concerns about um, overgrowth and not feeling safe walking in certain areas right. around the track. We got we got those issues addressed. Um, there's a uh, all of the playground equipment 
has been replaced in the playground area in Scott. So uh, the kids, uh, the parents are bringing their kids to, you know, to take advantage of the improvements in the, in the playground area. So, uh, and then two, I uh, just want to touch on this in regards to the McGirt Auditorium. Um, as far as a project, there are plans for a project that's in place in regards to um, restoring McGirt Auditorium. That's, you know, that's kind of been, uh, I won't say it's been kind of put on the back burner, mm-hmm. um, but fairly soon um, there'll, there'll be talks in regards to uh, what are, the efforts are going to be in regards to um, to fundraising grant opportunities in regards to, um, you know, getting the McGirt project off and running um, sometime in August, probably August or September, I'll probably be going to address the uh, the Parks, Recs and Tourism Commission in regards to um, what our thoughts as a, an advisory board in regards to you know what we think is best as far as like uh, 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 a phase option for uh, restoring McGirt and uh, pitching some uh, potential uh, fundraising um, opportunities to 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 get funds going so we can get that project off off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that um, there's a part that the community is going to have to play in regards to uh, this McGirt Auditorium being completed. And mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons for, uh, you know, potentially pitching the fundraising idea uh, to the Parks, Rec, and Tourism Commission. Um, that's a meeting that um, the Emmett Scott Advisory uh, Board is going to be having fairly soon in regards to what direction and what our approach is going to be as a group in regards to making that presentation. But um, that's that should be happening in, in the near future. Okay. Okay. Um, thinking about something that is really, really heavy and, and dark right now in our community, man, when it comes down to uh, these teenagers and gun violence, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we've had, you know, more than, than what we, sh- you know, should have uh, had to experience um, in this area, man, where these kids are getting guns and uh, and they're killing each other in our community, man. And one of the biggest things that I've always wondered and 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 just kind of uh, had the um this just uh I don't even really know how to even uh, uh, express my feelings about it, but it's like the guns how are they getting in our community has always been the question for me it's like where where, where are they getting their uh, hands on these guns at like is it coming from their parents or how is it happening but um, what's been the conversation around this in in, in in regards to these kids and gun violence well um, in my opinion the, the the conversation around it is almost like you know, we've kind of accepted it as the norm almost. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's, and that's very, and that's very scary um, that we've accepted it as a norm. And well, where there's nothing that, you know, we're going to be able to do in regards to um, gun violence in our community, specifically from our youth. And I say, we, we, we always have an option to do something mm-hmm. and doing nothing is not going to solve the problem. So uh, there's several layers to this. Of course, we do need, we do need some type of um, 
some type of regulations in place, you know, from a legislation perspective in regards to doing something about a, about gun violence. And I mean, that's a whole that's a whole segment in itself to talk right. about all of the different options. Mm-hmm. But in regards to uh, what can we do in our community specifically um, in regards to addressing gun violence, and I think you have to start with a, an enough is enough kind of approach mm-hmm. um, in, re- in regards to not just the gun violence, but just uh, making sure that our communities are safe. And uh, it starts with, you know, getting back to parenting, you mm-hmm. know, um, I know when I was a kid and I know times are different now, but I think a lot of the things that applied to me as a kid and probably applied to you and your mm-hmm. situation as a kid mm-hmm. can still be applied now. And, you know, parents just um, taking that initiative just to pay attention to what your kids are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's a situation to where I know when I was a kid, my my folks used to go through my stuff and be like, what's this? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. You know, what's, what, what's this? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, you, knowing your whereabouts and, um, you know, what, 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 what you doing over there? You know, why, why are you doing this? So, and, you know, and asking, asking questions and, you know, and making sure that, you know, your kids, whether it be your, your young son or your daughter, making sure that, for every decision that you make, good or bad, there's consequences to yeah. it. And I tell, I tell my uh, my youngest now, it can happen to you. You know, mm-hmm. don't think that it can't happen to you because it can. Mm-hmm. And we have to have those conversations with our kids. We have to take the the mentality that I'm I'm going to be as nosy as possible to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do. But we also, too, got to have those conversations with our kids to make sure that they understand the law mm-hmm. when it comes to interacting with law enforcement and what you should be saying, what you shouldn't be saying, what's going to be held against you. And if you're in a situation to where you you shouldn't be saying anything that your kids need to understand that mm-hmm. because what a lot of people don't realize is you know law enforcement doesn't necessarily have to tell you how you need to con- conduct yourselves with them mm-hmm. um, they're, they're unfortunately uh, well I won't say unfortunately but they're there to you know to basically do their job and you know your kids have to understand that too and, and, and in certain situations understand that okay this is a time where you probably need to kind of be quiet and make sure that, you know, there's an adult that's in place or making sure that, you know, you have, uh, you know, an, an attorney representative um, available that can, you know, that can represent you and, and, and speak on your behalf. Um, and unfortunately, when it comes to that, that legal representation that's in place, um, though, sometimes those resources are not, you know, available, mm-hmm. um, you know, to 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 our to our young folks, or in, and in some cases, just not available to everyday working folks because of you know the uh, financial situations, things of that nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a big part of it too. Um, you know, but it's it's just one of those things, man. Where you know, like you said, we grew up differently, and we had a you know a different. Uh, type of parenting for us and like you said we 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 couldn't get away with the stuff that they get away with now and and I was talking to my mom yesterday and she was talking about how 
how she was always in our business. Like we couldn't have yeah. the kind of privacy yeah. that these kids have. Now it's crazy. Like kids, like they shouldn't have any privacy, but, you know. But in fairness to the parents that have done their best yeah. too, you have to understand that, you know, kids or you, your parents, and I have kids, mm-hmm. you trust that they're going to make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. So in a situation to where, you know, your child goes out and, and make a wrong decision or a questionable decision, mm-hmm. that's not a reflection of bad parenting on the the mom or the father. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? And sometimes you, the, the parents get the, the brunt of that because their child goes out and make a bad decision and automatically says, oh, it's well, a, they're a bad parent. Yeah. And, that, and a lot of times that's not the case. Right. Yeah, I, I get that. A lot of times, that's you're exactly right. They automatically would say that. But I know that there's a lot of, you know, just speaking from personal experience, a lot of stuff that I've done, I knew better, yeah. you know, but yeah. I still done it. Yeah, and, and, and growing up, you make questionable decisions. Mm-hmm. You make bad decisions. And, and you survived that bad decision, but somebody else you know didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 I consider that as as basically that's God's grace. Mm-hmm. You know, that it could have, it could have went the other way, other way. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. with that bad decision that you made, but you was you your life was spared and you was given another chance. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of times you have to keep that in mind, and that's why I said, you know, before your kids have to understand that you know it can happen to you. Just don't think that, um, but but because it happened to somebody else, that same thing can't happen to you, and it can. Absolutely. That's definitely the case, man. Uh, We need to take a break. We'll be right back. We're talking with Antonio Michael about some concerns and different things of that nature when it comes down to gun violence in our city in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and amongst other things. So don't you go nowhere. We'll be right back. All right, what up, great people? We are back. You're listening to the Mr. Dark Eye Podcast. And uh, we're talking with Antonio Michael. Uh, we was just discussing uh, gun violence and um, how it's affected our community with our youth in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Uh, one of my biggest questions was is wondering how these guns are getting into our community. What, what do you think in regards to that? How do you think the guns are getting in, into our community? How the, how the guns are getting into the, the youth hands? Um... I mean, there's several, probably several different ways they're getting getting into the youth hands. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, outside of, of course, you know, you have situations to where you know weapons, are, you know, are stolen weapons, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, on the streets, you know, sold on the streets to where, you know, they they're, they're not traced, and you're talking about underage, so it's not like the youth are going to right, you know, like gun shows or going into a you know a store, a gun or store and yeah. actually buying them. So they're, they're definitely being obtained illegally, right? You know, yeah. Um, so um, how uh, they're being obtained illegally? Then that's a, yeah. you know, that's a that's a, a whole nother a whole nother subject. But um, it's definitely not being done the right way, right, man? You know, and I, I just think that um, that the most unfortunate part of it is is that when when things like this happen, mm-hmm. you know. We as the adults, you know, 
like you said, it's becoming a normal thing for us. So we automatically, it's like to me, we automatically just look at it like, you know, that's just what the kids are doing these days. And and then we're just going on and waiting for the next incident. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. But we also have to start teaching in our community uh, the, the, the value of our community, mm-hmm. the value of us as a, you know, as a people and, and as and as black people. You know, that's that's a, that's a part that's missing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when you start uh, when you start talking about value, mm-hmm. you know, there's 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 value in our community. Uh, there's value in, in, in us as a people and, and start, uh, and, you know, displaying that, you know, that that love for our community. Um, then I think you'll start seeing um, some differences when it comes to you know, how we interact as a people um, mm-hmm. amongst ourselves, uh, but also too how how our youth interact uh, with each other as, as well when it comes to, um, you know, disagreements and things of that nature, you know, being able to communicate and be able to, um, to, uh, to, to handle our differences and come up with a solution with our differences as opposed to resulting in violence. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the stuff that you know, that's going on with our youth is also things that, you know, our, our youth are seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say that kids will be what they see. So you they're going to be what they're taught. They're going to be what they see. So we have to be careful with what we're with what we're showing and what we're what we're teaching them. Because mm-hmm. that's 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 a learned behavior that they're seeing. And then, two, we 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 celebrate a. a a, a, a gun culture in our community for some odd reason. So changing the that 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 value of 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 what we we celebrate amongst ourselves and, and celebrate uh, in our community is very important as well. Yeah, and and another thing that I know that's a huge contribution to uh, this problem and issue is the music that they listen to today. Um, you know, I noticed that the music is getting, because I know when we grew up, by the time NWA and artists like that came into the picture, you know, uh, talking about their environment, their communities, where they're from in LA and things of that nature, um, leading up to now, it's become, the music has, you know, really become something completely different than what they were talking about in a sense of just being narrators of their community and what was going on. Now it's more so like the violence is being more glorified um, and encouraged in the music today. Um, And I think that along with social media Mm -hmm. has really made these kids feel like that this is the life. This is what they supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. This is, this is what they um, want to live and, and thinking that it's, it's not as serious as it as it as they as it really is because I don't think they take it serious. I think social media has made them feel like it's 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 just something to um, to ultimately post about. You share fight, you 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 know what I mean. You you film it, you put it on there. Mm-hmm. It's not something to take serious. They just look at it like it's a social media post, and and I think that that's really a combination of the music and social media that's made them feel like you know this is not a big deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but uh, 
it goes back to you know what I was stating before in regards mm-hmm. to you know you're talking about the youth, you're talking about you know kids that are you know under eighteen, under seventeen years old. So it goes back to having a conversation with your kids mm-hmm. and having those real conversations with your kids in regards to what's going on in the world, you know what they're what they're um, what they're looking at and even posting on social media that you have to pay attention to and getting them to understand what's real and what's not getting them to understand that, you know, you make certain decisions, there's consequences for, Mm -hmm. you know, and you, you gotta have those conversations with your kids. You gotta have those conversations to basically prepare them for life. You know, once they become, you know, 18 years old, legal adult, because if you don't, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you're setting your, your, your kids up um, for failure once they become an adult, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, laws are in place for a reason. You know, laws are in place to uh, for them to be enforced. Um, law enforcement's job is to enforce the law. Mm-hmm. And if you break the law, you have to understand that the law is going to treat you differently and and I can only speak from you know black person perspective because that's what I am and that's Mm -hmm. what my kids are the law in certain situations are going to treat you differently versus in in anybody else right so your kids got to understand that Mm -hmm. and you got to have those conversations with them yeah because the 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 incidents as far as uh you know police in, 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 uh, in black people in our community I feel like it's definitely something that's still going on it's just doesn't ever, it's not necessarily in the news like it was mm-hmm. at one point um, a lot of other things in the news um, but you know just just to know that it's just because it's not being reported the way it once was when it was trending in the sense mm-hmm. doesn't mean that the issue is still not there so yeah those conversations um Unfortunately, we still have to have with our kids as far as like how to interact with the police and and uh, you know how knowing to, your rights. How to interact with the police, knowing your rights. There's a a, a book that I have on my shelf, um, the New Jim Crow um, by Michelle Alexander. Mm-hmm. That's a very book, good book in regards to talking about uh, what your rights are and you know, how you uh, should be interacting with, with law enforcement and what law enforcement is not going to tell you, mm-hmm. not because they're wrong for not doing it. It's just because it's, you know, it's, it's not their job to do it basically. Mm-hmm. And these are things that, um, they're, they, that you should know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's all there in that book. And, um, and, and I would encourage anyone to, you know, to actually get that book for themselves and read it and, 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 you know, to help your, uh, your, 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 your daughter, your son, um, your, your folks and your family in regards to understanding, you know, what the laws are when it comes to interacting with law enforcement in, in the do's and don'ts space. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, um, you know, we, we have this issue where, you know, on both ends where we, we dealing with, in regards to how how things should be, how things should go when it comes down to us having to, having to deal with the police, um, you know, because we want to come out of those situations alive. But at the same time, though, we want to uh, make sure that we're not, um, you know, we're not 
causing violence amongst each other mm-hmm. in our own um, communities because um, it's just it's like I said it's just it's not a it's not a thing anymore where people like to, you know just we you know we just fight it out and and go home and and then when we grew up the fight it out part was considered you know considered you know bad yeah yeah because you know, we that was bad enough yeah, that, that was bad enough I mean you hit something on the head in regards to uh, you know uh, interaction with law enforcement and living to see another day that's something else uh-huh. that I that I, that I tell my kids too I mean if you're in that situation what you want to do is you want to you basically want to live to see another day mm-hmm. and we, we could deal with you know the interaction that you had with that officer but we need for you to be alive yep. so that we can yep. be able to do that so that's important too absolutely man you know like you say you just want to go home at the end of the day uh it's once been said that it's um it's a overlooked blessing you know to be able to leave home and come back home you know um so many times people um, have left out of their front door and hadn't returned for whatever reason it may be, you know, mm-hmm. whether it would be gun violence or, um, you know, a situation where, you know, you got pulled over and and, and things didn't go so well. But it's, so. Um, it's unfortunate that we have to be concerned with when we do have a situation where we have uh, pulled over uh, for a traffic violation, mm-hmm. we have an interaction with law enforcement, and we as black people, we automatically think on the negative mm-hmm. because of the things that we've seen on TV. Right, uh, we are automatically thinking that, oh, you know, the bad is going to happen, and you know, your anxiety get up, you know, um, and and it and it bothers folks that every time that we think about law enforcement and interaction with black folks, we automatically think the worst so we think you know something bad is going to happen because we've seen it so many times and that's the unfortunate part yeah you know, we can do everything we can do everything correct we can do everything right but we still understand that it can still go south yeah it can still go wrong no matter what and 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 what can you do about that that's the that's the helpless feeling yeah. you know you did everything you, you did everything right and still something bad happened to you and mm-hmm. then you know that's the uh, that that's what we face in in our in our country today because we've seen it happen so many times. Absolutely, yeah. You, you know those examples are the scary part. Uh, you know when you've seen it, where you know everything was done the way it was supposed to be done, and and you you know you still see you know the tragic ending of it all. Yeah, those are the scary things about it. And you know I, I once uh, watched a comedy special Chris Rock, and he made a uh, excellent point about how in some occupations you can't afford to have the wrong person in that in that you know in that position mm-hmm. like like with cops so he was like when you think about like you can't afford to, to hire a bad pilot <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying somebody who can't fly a plane you know so it's like in the same area of of, of, of having an occupation as a police officer it's like you can't afford to have you know, a racist cop mm-hmm. in that uniform or somebody, you know, who, um, you know, is they can't control themselves in those types of situations because you you so on edge and you scared of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't have them with badges and guns. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. I agree. I think that, you know, we just can't afford to have uh, the wrong people in those types of positions because this is what we see happening, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, So unfortunately, they continue to keep doing it. I think that uh, police live by a code and they are uh, protective of each other in in, in all kinds of different ways, even if even if they're wrong, Mm -hmm. they still got each other's back in a sense of protecting each other and even if it's costing us our lives in the end they still stick by it um you know but uh yeah it's just one of those things man i know for me that uh, i haven't by the grace of god i haven't been poured over in a long time man <laughs> so it's like to see the cops behind me now i just be praying that i don't get pulled over and it's amazing it's crazy like that's what we gotta you know be thinking now it's, it's 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 crazy that we do, but it's been, you know, like like we're sitting here saying it's been a, you know, a history, you know, it's, it's basically been a history of that, and an unfortunate, it's the, it's the the the, the bad incidences that mm-hmm. outweigh the 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 good situations because there there's good cops out there. There's yeah, yeah. you know we we need law enforcement in our community. And you know, and it's unfortunate that the the very bad situations have have outweighed the the good ones. I've I've witnessed you know good interactions with law enforcement, um, even here in Rock Hill. I w- witnessed the, the the good things that you know law enforcement um, have have done here in Rock Hill. So um, just because we're talking about um, the the, the, the bad things and in, in, in our experiences you know as uh, as as black men and, and, and black people in, in our community it, it doesn't mean that you know we're not supportive of law enforcement so, right yeah um you know, so I want to basically put that out there yeah absolutely I agree 100 percent I've had good and bad uh, experiences with law enforcement um you know so yeah, it's definitely not to say that there's no no good cops out there because it definitely is. I've I've seen um, situations where you know I see a cop serving in the community, doing something other than arresting somebody, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so I've seen that, and that's something that I always salute. And um, you know, then seeing cops pull over and and, and uh, just checking on people because the car and broke down and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know, and, and assisting them with roadside service. Yeah. So I, I, I've seen that as well. Yeah, so, but, you know. But, but I think we are in agreement. Yeah. You know, for, you know, the, the, the bad situations that do, that do happen, mm-hmm. you know, we want some accountability mm-hmm. um, in, in, in regards to that. And I think we're both in agreement on that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, but overall, you know, all of our uh, concerns about the community and, and you know, so many different areas that we've discussed today. Um, we just hope, hopefully, hoping that, you know, in the end, um, we understand that we want to we want to lead with love. We want to lead uh, with uh, caring and holding each other accountable for things and um, uh, understanding that we have to show up. You know, we can't just um, talk about it. You know, we actually have to show up and uh, put a plan of action together and, uh, and and get some things in the works because just talking about it ain't going to never change anything. You That's know? right. We can have some great conversations and that could be the start of it, mm-hmm. but we definitely have to uh, put a plan of action together and uh, get some things going because uh, if we don't ever move on the stuff that we're talking about, then we just 
it's just it's just a bunch of hot air, man. We ain't talking about uh, putting nothing together. We ain't we ain't really doing nothing. And 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 in the the improvements that we need to see, the changes that we need to see, it need to start with it need to start with home first, absolutely and community, um, and, and and basically go from there. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Um, with all of, of of what we talked about today, anything and everything that y'all heard that you might be interested in and want to get involved uh, in, and they may have some questions or, or concerns or wanting to get more information, um, what can they do? Can they contact you? Is the websites out there? What they, <laughs> what, what you like? I don't want them calling well, me. I mean, that's, that's, that's not that's messing I, with I you. Mean, I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> I, I'm on Facebook. You can always look me up on Facebook at uh, Antonio J. Michael on Facebook. Just you know, just do a search for me and, you know, you can send an inbox and um, if, you know, w- with your questions and if, if I can help you in any kind of way I can, um, just actually prepare for this podcast kind of made me realize that uh, I need to go kind of back in the lab myself and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and create a, a some type of website as far as branding. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm in the, I'm in the works as far as doing that. The, the technologist that I am um, basically developing a solution for that. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I had that in the works. Um, so yeah, they can always reach out to, you know, I have a social media presence that I can always be reached at. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's what's up, man. Well, I thank you so much, man, coming through, having this great conversation we test on a lot of different important things and um, you know, hopefully uh, you know, this is, uh, um, you know, another resource and outlet, man, for people to be inspired and motivated to get more involved in the community. Yeah. And I, and I also want to put out there as well. Uh, we will be having a community meeting at, uh, Emmett Scott on June the 21st in regards to, uh, the Clinton connection action plan, mm-hmm. as far as providing updates in regards to where we are, as far as the, you know, the work in the community, um, under the action plan, uh, what we discussed about the uh, the demolition of the old Win Dixie space mm-hmm. uh, on Saluda and Heckle, that's more than likely going to be a part of that discussion, um, as long as uh, updates with um, some of the other projects. Um, that's that's a part of that plan as well. Um, give the community an opportunity to to, to hear the updates, but also um, ask questions and to get uh, some of their concerns addressed. Absolutely. And that's again, June 21st, June 21st um, at McGirt Auditorium mm-hmm. at the Emmett Scott Center. Um, there'll be more information in regards to um, the time. I believe that the time on that starts at 530. OK, uh, we'll like we did with the, the last meeting. Uh, there'll be uh, light refreshments provided mm-hmm. um, and it's about a about a two hour block of time. So about from about 530 to 730. Um, to come there and, you know, to be informed about, you know, what's going on in the communities, you know, specifically with the action plan um, in the south side of Rock Hill. Absolutely. Are you planning on running again for city council? <laughs> no, that's 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 not in the works. I've been I've been asked about not just running for for city council, but county council, state house. I've been asked, okay. you know, as far as running uh, several occasions and. Um, that's not in the works now. I'm I'm happy with the work that I'm doing in the community now. Okay, you know, in regards to being on the the, the planning commission for um, for York County, um, the Rock Hill Tourism Commission, and I'm a part of as far as helping, 
you know, different organizations uh, promote tourism for uh, for Rock Hill. Um, very active in that. You know, of course, I'm the chair of the the Emmett Scott Community uh, Emmett Scott uh, Advisory Board mm-hmm. in regards to keeping you know Emmett Scott in the forefront um, to to get what the center deserves. Um, and also my involvement with uh, um, the the Clinton Connection um, and and the Action Plan. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I did run. Um, I'm former candidate of Rock Hill City Council Ward One. Mm-hmm. You know, I did run at one point, and that was in in my heart to do. Um, but my heart is in the work that I'm doing right now, and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm pretty pleased with uh, what's happening uh, with the results that I'm achieving from what I'm involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say never say never. So if it's in my heart to, um, you know, to put my name back on the ballot for, you know, in, you know, whatever capacity that is, mm-hmm. then you know that'll happen. But to, to answer your question that that's no. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Like you said, you know, if it's in your heart to do it, to go back to that, you know, then definitely, man. You know, either way, man, you know, uh, I, I really do believe that you got a heart for the community and you're going to continue to serve and, uh, and 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 do everything and anything that you can in your power to help grow the community and move it forward. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and that's and that's and that's really what it's all about. Yeah. And and, and, I, and I, I, I thank you so much for yeah. uh for those comments um and you know folks ask me all the time and and and, and the answer has been basically no yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> I hear you, man. so i i just you know i i i focus on you know what you know what i need to focus on mm-hmm. um you know I, i'm more than happy to uh you know to basically mentor anyone um in regards to you know being in and you know some of some of these same capacities that I am now. Um, and cause we're going to, we're going to need more, um, more people, um, to, you know, to, to, to get in, to get into this work. I realized that I realized it's not about me, um, uh, but it's about the community that I serve and, you know, we need to get the, uh, the ones coming behind us ready to be able to, you know, to pick up the mantle and keep running. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%, man. I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, Antonio, Michael, I appreciate you coming through, man, chopping it up with me, man. Like I said, great conversation. Uh, we we uh, we appreciate you and all the work that you're doing in the community, brother. Yeah, I thank you for having me, and I thank you for this opportunity. Oh, yeah, no doubt. People, you have been listening to the Mr. Dark Eye Podcast right here on Anchor FM, New Soul Music Radio, the home of motivation to trust God and live your dreams. Until next time, stay motivated, and we will see you.